Yowza, 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 indeed. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Kennedy, one half of the five films from podcast here. Wanted to take a second today before Todd and I get started on the episode to say thanks for listening. And to ask that if you've been enjoying the show, make sure you like, subscribe, and maybe even leave a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice. Doing that's going to really help us to connect with more movie-loving listeners just like you. Also, we wanted to give y'all an update on some of the stuff we're working away on for Season 2. Got a lot of good episodes lined up real soon. For example, uh, Todd's currently editing our two-part season premiere on five films from... It's actually going to be ten films from the two-parter. We're going to be doing Brian De Palma. We'll also be gonna getting into some more idiosyncratic stuff with guys like Stuart Rosenberg and Larry Cohen, as well as you know real Hollywood legends like Robert Altman and fan favorites like John Landis and Tony Scott. Again, be sure to subscribe so you can be among the first to hear all of our newest five films from content as soon as it drops. Totally. Lastly, if you're still listening, <laughs> be sure to be on the lookout for our upcoming Patreon feed. We'll be offering all kinds of bonus episodes, things like double features, commentary tracks, etc. 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 And special things like five films from directors who have only made one film and five films from the 70s disaster movie genre. Absolutely. So yeah, a lot of things lined up, good things on the horizon for FFF. And yeah, that's all I got for you. Enjoy the show. With Mac Kennedy and Todd Edmondson. Okay, we are rolling. Yeah, today, uh, five films from Paul Thomas Anderson, a much, much more like contemporary choice than a lot of the guys we've been doing before. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, and he is alive. Yeah, and he is indeed alive. <laughs> he was kind of my first favorite director. It was so, sort of his movies, particularly Magnolia, that kind of set me on the course I'm at right now in terms of loving movies and stuff and that's cool it's really interesting to think about in that way um and we'll get to magnolia but first we're going to start out with the movie he did right before that his second movie 1997's boogie nights Uh, is great. I've seen it many times. I didn't get to finish it today because I had to go to stupid goddamn Walgreens. <laughs> Thanks for the sponsorship, Walgreens. <laughs> but yeah, I had to you do that. You assholes. Yeah, um, you know, I got a whole thing. Another reason Walgreens is the pharmacy America trusts. Don't get me started on Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking here! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, and the ensemble uh, cast, it's got all of his future favorites yeah, in it, too. A lot of the including would... some extras like Don Cheadle yeah. and Heather Graham, and um, but Julianne Moore... And and uh, well, Bert was a yeah, was a our, special. Our very friend special. Bert, yeah. I God, mean... was he great? My name is Jack. Eddie. Eddie Adams. Eddie Adams from Torrance. Yep. Jack Warner, filmmaker. Really? Yeah. I make uh, adult films, exotic pictures. Oh, I know who you are. I read about you in a magazine. Inside Amber, Amanda's ride. You made those, right? Right. Those are great. So now you know I'm not full of doggy doo doo. <laughs> yeah. Want to come back to the table and, uh, you know, have a drink? Uh, I'd love to, but I gotta work. You have to work, get money, you know, pay the rent. 
Well, yeah, I mean, no, I, I need money, but I don't pay rent. I still live at home. How old are you, Eddie? I'm 17. 17-year-old piece of gold. Yeah, right. Why don't you come back to the table? I, like I mean, I do know you. I know who you are. I mean, I'd love to come back to your table for a drink, and obviously you're not full of fun. Dog. Yeah, but I just couldn't walk out on Maurice. I'm really sorry. I got a feeling beneath those jeans are something wonderful just waiting to get out. When I saw this movie in high school, growing up on it, I was not as much of like a Burt Reynolds devotee as I am now. So there's like a whole new layer to it that I'm appreciating. <laughs> and just the point it would have come at in his career uh, is pretty excellent. It was a, you know, he got an Oscar nomination for it. He's um, so great. He's, as he Horner. reminds me of um, what what I love about this movie is, is, is is that it's it's a reflection of of where pornography was at in the seventies, where uh, it was a lot of outlaw, um, a lot of, you know, and like Bert's character says, I don't want to make a film where they show up, they sit down, they jack off, and they get up and they get out before the story ends. It is my dream, it is my goal, it is my idea to make a film that the story just sucks them in. And when they spurt out that joy juice, they just gotta sit in it. They can't move until they find out how the story ends. You know, I wanna make a film like that. And I understand, you know, they have to make films. I made them myself, you know, that are a few laughs. Everybody fucks their brains out, and that's fine. But it's my dream to make a film. That is true and right and dramatic. Porn as real movies. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm gonna make real movies. I'm gonna tell a story. I'm gonna get people involved, and I'm gonna make a film here. This is yeah. cinema. Yeah, that's and it's it's interesting because it does directly pattern like how mainstream movies were going in the seventies. It does. Yeah, and then like. As the movie goes on and you see the 80s come and it's this big fallout and, and sort of money and, and worse quality stuff, it's what happened with regular movies in the 80s <laughs> exactly. as well. Exactly, yeah. and that market in particular, it, it's sure. exactly what's going on with Philip Baker Hall plays a money man who says, This is the future. Videotape tells the truth. Wait a minute. You come into my house, my party, to tell me about the future. That the future is tape, videotape, and not film. And it's amateurs and not professionals. I'm a filmmaker. That's why I will never make a movie on videotape. I'll tell you something else. I will never, ever loan out any of the wait, actors wait, wait, that wait, I wait, have wait, a wait, to you. I'm not a complicated man. I like cinema. In particular, I like to see people fucking on film. But I don't want to win an Oscar, and I don't want to reinvent a wheel. I like simple pleasures, like butter in my ass, lollipops in my mouth. That's just me. That's just something that I enjoy. Call me crazy, call me a pervert. But there's one little thing that I want to do in this life, and that is I want to make a dollar and a cent in this business. Jack, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to help you stay one step ahead of the game. We're going in circles now, but we're in familiar territory. The territory we're in is the future, not to mention the cost. You know, if it looks like shit, and it sounds like shit, then it must be shit. 
You're holding on too tight, Jack. Yeah, that's great. His he also um everybody in this movie talk about the outfits. Oh, oh my god, man. they all look so good. Philip Baker Hall in that scene is wearing like a blue suit and just all blue monochromatic suit. He's <laughs> it's just outstanding. Yeah, and then uh, you got Robert Ridgely, who's the he's the mm-hmm. money man behind Bert, and he's always got some young blonde who's just a coke fiend. Yeah, who like might be underage, and it's kind of hinted at, and yeah. then later it seems later like, it yeah. seems like that's what really happened. Definitely, um, he ends up in the can he goes to you know when they go to the first party in the beginning and it's sort of introducing everyone well you know the movie we'll go back it's about uh dirk diggler is the main character mark Wahlberg, and it's mm-hmm. his sort of rise and falls a porn star in in california in seems to be patterned after john holmes who was yeah. notoriously the, the, you know, well hung the, the, uh, you know the guy of uh the like footlong dick yeah, yeah right. <laughs> made a million movies yeah, he just um, uh, fucked every girl there ever was apparently uh <laughs> And and you know it was it was every man's dream. Part of this part of the part of the movie has a it has sort of a documentary feel within the movie, where right, it's yeah. shot on film. I've gotten thousands upon thousands of letters, you know, from people telling me, "God, you've taught me this, and you've made our love life so much better." And this isn't you know go out and have sex with ten million people and you know how to get a girl off. It's about how to get your wife off. You know, if, if only, you know, people could have been doing this before, we could have saved a million relationships. You know, I've saved thousands. It's jealousy. It's deceitfulness. It's vindictiveness. It's all of that stuff, you know? But, I mean, God, what can you expect when you're on top, you know? It's like Napoleon, when he was the king, you know, people were just constantly trying to conquer him, you know, in the Roman Empire. So it's re- history repeating itself all over again. I only am who I am because I was born that way. I have a gift, and I am trying to not be selfish about it, but to use it, okay? And if you want to knock me for that, it's your own problem, okay? Jealousy will get you nowhere. I'm going to keep rocking on. For Dirk Diggler, the future is something to look forward to, not to fear. He is a creative man of many interests. Film, poetry, karate, music, dance. He is a man of passion and mystery. He is a man of lust. There is a film about John Holmes that's yeah. really just a porn film. It's called Exhausted, and it's and that portion of this movie is really patterned. Yeah, I, that's I'm sure that's probably where Paul Thomas Anderson got the original ideas because first he did make the short film, the Dirk Diggler story, in I guess 1988. Oh, I didn't so, know that. So yeah, that was his. Uh, and I think in that Robert Ridgely played Jack Horner, and it's so. Uh, it was an idea that he had been working with, I guess. Oh, that's really cool. Back. Yeah. Well, it's a fascinating um, point in history, and there were just so many directors. He, he, Bert even looks a little like Gerard Damiano, who did Deep Throat. Oh, okay. And he was like the he was like the sure. Roger Corman of porn. Where right. He had a rich friend who uh, would say, you know. I'll go to a hotel and you can use my house for two or three days. And he has shot Deep Throat in a couple of days in right. somebody's house. Yeah. For next to nothing. It's like the movie Hardcore with George C. Scott has a lot of like just porn being shot in hotel rooms and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. That's a cool movie. I really like that one. Yeah. Too. It's got a hit and run kind of thing where you're uh, – it's a very insular bubble world. Yeah. And, uh, and it's it's a – the the world of, of porn I don't think is presented negatively because it's really like – a real functioning family between all these people, at least in yeah. the first half of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, you've got you, know, you got Don Cheadle as like the 
he's dressed as a cowboy in the beginning. And his he's, name is Buck. Yeah. He's so and, uh, great. It reminded me of, of Midnight Cowboy when they're like, yeah, don't fucking dress like a cowboy. Yeah, it's the same <laughs> same thing. Yeah, Buck's, uh, Buck's working in a stereo store, a really funny scene where he's just trying to sell this white guy this big, big system. He's like, you know what you need? You need a test drive. That's what you need. You need a test drive. I mean, it's one thing to hear it from Buck's mouth. It's another thing to hear it from the TK421. So let me just pop in this A track and you just give a listen, tell me what you think, okay? Woo! Huh? You hear that? You hear the bass, right? You hear it? It kicks. It, it, it turns. It, it curls up your belly. It makes you want a freaky deaky, right? You got that? Now see, if, if you get this system as is, it's not gonna sound like this without the TK421 modification, and we do that in the store right here. Very small price. Go on and move with it if you need to. It helps me. Thank you for your time. Oh, okay. Well, hey, so long, partner. What the hell was that? What? Have I told you? Have, what? Well, have I? I don't know what you're, you're talking about. Put on that country western shit. No one's gonna buy a stereo. What kind of brother are you anyway, huh? It was hilarious. <laughs> Cheadle is so great. Uh, and... And you know, and, and there's a, a black actress that's represented there too. But yeah, otherwise, Nicole Parker plays her. Yeah, um, she's great. She's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is like the sound man, and he's really kind of a he's kind of a he's, he's like, very repressed. Yeah, uh, and and not super smart about anything, and and um, but just is again. It's like you said. It's like a family. Yeah, John C. Riley. Oh my God, he is and, he so great. He and Mark Wahlberg are just immediately best friends. It's the funniest <laughs> dynamic. It reminds me of fucking John C. Riley and Will Ferrell in Step Brothers. Yeah. Like it really is a similar dynamic. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a really cool point. Yeah. yeah. Can I ask you something? Uh huh. Do you work out? Yeah. Yeah, you look like it. What do you squat? Uh, two. Super. Super. What about you? What do you squat? 350. Wow. They're competing, but you know, doing dives on yeah. the, <laughs> the board. Hey, did you ever see that movie Star Wars? Oh, about four times. People tell me I look like Han Solo. Really? <laughs> It's it's just uh, it's just really it's really funny and of course um, you know Dirk Diggler becomes this huge star. Bert kind of spots him as a he's a busboy in this in this yeah. club that Lu, um, Luis Guzman has, he's, yeah. he's in all the BTA and movies. If you too. watch the first shot of this movie, it's almost setting you up to think Luis Guzman is going to be the main character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole like tracking shot. I don't know if he's the owner, or the manager, or both. Yeah, uh, and he just, he just hangs out with all of you know. Yeah. Ends up in the movies. It's sort of like there. a small uh, scale version of Studio Fifty Four, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, yeah. Where everybody's just constantly dancing, drinking, doing coke, and um, yeah. So Dirk. Diggler is not even Dirk Diggler at that no, point. His name's he's, Eddie in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. he's, a, he's a 17. He lives with his parents, and he takes the bus to get to this club to work as a dishwasher, basically, mm-hmm. and a busboy. And for some reason, uh, Bert spots him as being like a a potential a potential like, talent star. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the new kid on the street. Yeah, Dewey says. Dewey says. Do you live on the street? Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, um, yeah, and the Julian Moore is so good as Amber Waves, sort of, uh, sort of like the mother figure for the whole porno family. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. She and Jack are like the mom and dad mm-hmm. of this family. They're and they're ostensibly together, but she's and she has her own son that, uh, you know, is is not in the picture, and that that's cut to several times in that first party. Luis Guzman answers the phone and is like trying to, oh, is is Maggie here? Is Maggie here? Hello. Yeah, this is, I'm sorry, there's no mag again. Okay, no, no, it's not a problem. Okay. What was that? Oh, some kid looking for his mom. And yeah. that was Julianne Moore. And nobody answers. Yeah. She snorts coke through basically the That whole moment, movie. though, the song Lonely Boy is playing mm. at the party. Yeah. And it's like... Oh, okay, and the scene that's happening is about you know a lonely boy, and then yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought like, okay, Paul Thomas, I see what you're doing there, but yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> well, he creeps in reality after a certain yeah. point where uh, where where they create Dirk Diggler, and he's he's um, he's just a superstar, and they, he was winning award after award every year, and let's you know I'm gonna keep rocking, and eventually things start to kind of decay the whole the whole first sort of you know if you divide the movie into two two parts the first part is a lot of it is just almost a fun montage of just like these people having a great time and being yeah. like kind of real sex positive and like progressive and yeah kind of awesome and like successful, yeah you know? i really wish like i could live with those guys <laughs> in the first they, they seem really fun and then uh, uh in the back half once the 80s comes around and you know, Paul Thomas Anderson is not subtle with his metaphors in this movie. I'll tell no. you that. You know? <laughs> no, not at all. Once the 80s comes around, William H. Macy's character at the party, William H. Macy's like an assistant director or, or you know, some kind of a right, producer right, or something. Right. And his wife, who's played by the actual porn star Nina Hartley, yeah, is like yeah. constantly cheating on him in public with other yeah, people. She'll yeah, she'll just fucking, she's fucking one guy in the driveway and a whole bunch of people are yeah. watching. Yeah, really that like, scene with Ricky Jay as the cinematographer, like, and William H. Macy's trying to talk to him. Kurt. No, hey, gotcha. You gotta go somewhere. So, hey, what the fuck? It's only the photography of the film we're talking about. Are you giving me shit, Kurt? No, hey, no way with that. My fucking wife has an ass in her cock in the driveway, Kurt. All right? I'm sorry if my thoughts are not on the photography of the film we're shooting tomorrow. Okay? Okay, no big deal. Sorry. All right? Gotcha. And Ricky J is like, busting his balls about the lenses they're going to use tomorrow. <laughs> and then uh, Bill Macy walks away and Ricky starts walking towards his wife. <laughs> yeah, like towards the crowd. Yeah. It's just like a train wreck. You yeah, can't, so you can't take your eyes off yeah, it. Yeah, so... Nina Hartley, she's just a total veteran of porn for, yeah. for, for many, years. She's many still years. a working porn actress. She's still in, doing in this, it. Yeah, yeah, like age, whatever. Um, she's she's the character. Um, there, there was a... There was a there was a woman who sixty three. There was a woman who looked older for a while. I think her name was um, her last name was Anderson, as a matter of fact, and she played a character called Aunt Peg, and she oh, became really? and she became Aunt Peg forever. So she's one of those few, you know, women who who, who were around for just twenty yeah. or thirty years. And it's at a certain point you become an icon, and then it, that becomes the thing. It's like you're old, but it's like you're still a star. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this movie is about being a being a star and yeah. being and just flaming out because at some point. Uh, but between VHS and the quality going down and just cranking shit out and Dirk Diggler becomes 
he he gets he gets more into cocaine. Yeah. That, and the eighties, I remember friends down here who said they had to quit playing music because yeah, there's just coke everywhere and it's like i'm gonna go back to school and i'm gonna learn computers i'm gonna do something to get the hell out right of the scene. just because you're gonna fucking you can't spiral stop, out yeah, yeah you can't sure. stop doing no it. doubt yeah um it, it's a, it, and it really embraces that the tragedy of that drug in that time and the way the movie turns on such a dime that 80s party the new year's eve 1979 is like all the bad shit happens because it all just yeah that's when bill ends up like killing his wife and the guy who she's with and himself you don't see him yeah, he just right. like walks into the bedroom sees her doing it goes out to the car gets his gun loads it up comes back in shoots him bang bang and then kills it's, himself it's, it's just an, like <gasps> a wonderful sequence even leading up to that because of like how the camera just like picks up different characters and you know uh yeah he'll be walking to his car and getting the gun and you'll see like Ricky Jay is like, hey, come on, yeah, yeah, let's, let's go in the other room. And, he, and they're all trying to like talk to him, and he's just not listening. Yeah, I know. He picks up so many other characters. Um, I don't know. I love the way Paul Thomas Anderson moves the camera. Like, it really is unique, I think. I do, too. Yeah. I, I noticed that one thing he does in almost all of his movies at some point is he'll have a he'll have what's a, what's a tripod shot, but he's always zooming in very slowly mm-hmm. on whoever he's focused in on. So the camera is moving that way yeah. a lot uh, without just, you know, without steady camera or, or Well, there or is shots. also a ton of... Uh, steady cam. Like he uses a, a lot, a lot of steady cam. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's a director that I like it because he's like of a different generation than most of my favorite directors. He comes like yeah. a generation after, and you can see how like Martin Scorsese and Jonathan Demme and Stanley Kubrick and Hal Ashby all like played a role in making him right. Yeah. And it's like, and you you can point out things that other directors do and he's just like a hodgepodge of all of them yeah yeah, yeah. and he, you can tell he's really he's he's an, not only enamored but he's tribute he gives a tribute yeah. to everybody and robert altman too i didn't you know that's another yeah a, yeah huge influence yeah Boy, altman his slow his slow zooms he would he would do a slow zoom for two minutes yeah. sometimes it's amazing and i picked up in the dialogue today when i watched it um for the first time the way uh you know, conversations will be going on multiple ones at the same time. Mm-hmm. I I didn't notice like Dirk Diggler is like talking to John C. Riley about something, and meanwhile, like off in the corner of the screen, you see Don Cheadle like just really like intensely talking to Luis Guzman. The cowboy look ended about six years ago. It's coming back though, no, Becky. It's not, no, it's not. It's over. It's dead. Yeah. Okay. I think you know what you're talking Third, about. I do know what I'm talking about, all right? And I, listen to me. And it sounds like your boss said the stereo store is saying the same thing. What? What? You have to get a new look. Why don't you get a new look? Well, I have a look, okay? The look I have is just fine. What's your look? Chocolate love. All right? I don't know. Yeah. And I never... <laughs> even it, even the black girl is giving yeah. him a bunch of shit about it. You know? I never... And he's like, like it's coming, it's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's outstanding. Pretty good. Um, um, so into the back half of the movie, like, uh, everything kind of goes dark for a while um people get addicted to drugs and uh you know and and julianne has to go to a custody hearing with her ex-husband which i guess they're not totally divorced but he's asking for custody Mm -hmm. because she's a porn star and a dope addict and she's denying all of this and the judge takes her child away from her and it's really heartbreaking uh, she's just out on the street, leaning up against the wall, yeah. crying her eyes out. I know it's, the scene you're talking just, about. Yeah, it's terrible. It's, it's it's again, like you said, turns on a dime. And yeah, it's all and you're like, oh god. 
Well, that you know, the, that dread is palpable throughout most of the back half of the movie. Really, absolutely, and then, yeah. absolutely. You know, the, also at that that '80s party is so. I want to focus on that all the time because, like, so much is introduced that just becomes. Oh, this is why it's going to be shitty later. Yeah, uh-huh. from you know Bill and the shooting and. Uh, uh, Phil Baker Hall showing up and fucking Thomas Jane's character Todd Parker showing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. John Cirelli's other like stripper friend. Who yeah, bought... Philip Seymour Hoffman's like got, bought a new car, yeah. same color as, as Dirk's, Dirk's, uh, yeah, as Dirk's, Dirk's Corvette. Corvette, and then he kisses him. I'm sorry. What Dirk, the hell is the matter with I'm you? I'm sorry. I, uh, Why did you do that, Scotty? Uh, you look at me sometimes. What? I want to know if you like me. Well, of course. Yeah, I like you, Scotty. I... Can I kiss you? Scotty, Please, I don't... Please, can I kiss you on the mouth? No! Please let me. Scotty! I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to grab you like that or scare you or it's anything. It's all right, man. Do you want to kiss me or... Scotty! No? What's no. the matter with right, you? I forget it. I'm just... I'm really drunk. Really, I am. I'm just... I'm, I'm out of my head. I'm so... Wa- I'm really wasted. Really, Dirk, yeah, I'm really just wasted. That. I'm crazy right now. I'm, I'm really crazy. He's just uh, so repressed and, and and he's just so much in love. And, it's just horrible. And you that's know? also and he's when going, uh, sitting in the car going, "You're an idiot." Stupid, stupid. Yeah. yeah. That's also when Julianne uh, first like introduces Dirk to cocaine, mm-hmm. which I thought was that he had already been in the fucking porn industry for like two and a half years by this scene. I find it hard to think like he had never seen it before. Especially it's, Julianne it's amazing like, because there were there were two drugs that were that were super super prominent in the eighties. Cocaine and quaaludes. Right, right. When quaaludes showed up, like a friend of mine, the same friend who got out of the music business because of cocaine, he said, he said the thing about quaaludes, he said it's the only drug I know that makes women want to fuck. That's what he <laughs> told me, and it's just uncanny. So you see a lot of eighties porn, and you've got people looted out, out of it. You've got yeah. looted out girls who just can't wait to fuck, and then you've got coked out guys who can't get it up. Yeah. Ugh. It's a, it's it's like it ruined the and whole industry. There's too. A, there's like a long scene of like Dirk Diggler snorting cocaine and just trying to jerk off in like a mirror, and then he Bert uh, he's like trying to shoot a scene, and he and Bert have like a huge fight because he can't get yeah, it up. Yeah. Look, it's over, okay? I'm done. Listen I'm to ready me, to shoot. Kid, I want you. Don't you fucking call me a kid. What? I'll fuck you up. You want to see me kick some ass? I know fucking karate. You want to fuck me? Oh, oh, get out of here. Come on. You are fired. You're fired, you fuck! What is that? No, no, no. You know what? I'm the biggest star here, man. That's the way it is. I want to fuck. It's my big dick. So everybody get ready fucking now. And Bert tosses him out. And that's sort of the... That's a real downward spiral. Yeah, and then you get the thing with Roller Girl, like picking up some guy, uh, and they're like shooting that. They're just, yeah, in yeah, the back of the limo, the they're shooting the man yeah. on the street. Hi, hello, howdy. Are you ready to get on with this experiment? Ready, ready like Freddy. <laughs> yes, and we're uh, going along, like I said, uh, west on Sherman Way, and uh, this is called On the, on the Lookout. It's the name of this show. On the lookout for a young stud who maybe will get in the back seat here and get it on with Roller Girl. Uh, and we're going to make film history right here on videotape. And it turns out it's the guy she went to school with. And then she flips out, you know, because he's like... Bert beats the shit yeah. out of him. She stomps him with her roller skates. Yeah. It's really like, oh my god! And Dirk gets beat up by some guys, and 
And the weirdest thing is Don Cheadle kind of, he gets denied for a loan to open up his stereo store, and right. then he kind of catches a break when, when nobody else does. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's a, his wife's pregnant, and they stop at the donut shop, and he's buying a dozen donuts, and a guy comes into the donut shop to rob him, and is pointing the gun at Don, and there's this kind of redneck-looking guy right, yeah. off, to the, off in a booth. And he pulls out this fucking dirty, hairy cannon. Yeah. And uh, Don's like going, don't do it, don't do it. And they end up shooting each other. After the after the guy after the kid that works there has already opened up the safe and And Don's like there's this whole bag of money there on the ground and he walks off with it. Yep. And then the next time you see him during the final montage, he's opening a stereo store and Julian Moore is directing his commercial. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's so I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Then you know we'll 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 talk about this final thing. You know, the final sort of uh, uh, trial and tribulation that the characters have to go through is. It even says on the screen, like, long way down, one last thing. Yeah, And then yeah. that's when uh, they have to go to uh, this guy, Todd, who is their, their random, like, male stripper friend who's bad, been bad news the whole time, comes to them with an idea to rob Alfred Molina, who's this drug dealer named Rayhod Jackson. <laughs> and talk, let's talk about that scene. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Octopus. Dr. He's, Octopus uh, himself. He's in, his, right. he's in his bikini briefs and a bathrobe, and he's got a Chinese, young Chinese guy who just Fire walks walks. around his house <laughs> shooting off uh, firecrackers. Yep. And jo- uh, John C. Riley. And and, uh, and Wahlberg and Todd are all there. And... Is Scotty there also? No, I guess not. He stayed back. Yeah, yeah. no, he stayed back. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he wasn't part of that right. deal. Well, he was he there when they were planning it. it. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. in the room when they were planning it. But yeah. I guess he didn't go with them. No, he turned out to be smart on that yeah. because this turned. This was a really bad idea. Yeah. They were going to sell this guy a a half a key of baking soda. Yeah, and even. Even Dirk is like, don't you think he's going to test it? I mean... Hello, friends! Which one is Todd? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> what are you about, board? Down at the party board. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on in, come on in. Uh, these are my friends here, Dirk. Hey, come on in, come on in. Great to see you. Take a seat, take a seat. You want something to drink? A pill, a little coke, a little dope, I got everything. No. Are uh, you sure you want something? No, thank you. No. Okay. So, got some. Huh? We, we got something here? There it is. That's that half key right there. <laughs> All right. And that is some quality shit. If you want it, oh, don't worry about it. I mean, go ahead. You know, if you want No, 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 wait, 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 wait. You know, the whole, the whole thing well, was just bad They news. were just, like, already so goddamn high and, like, coked up that it just sounded like yeah, a good idea. Yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, and, yeah. and Molina's, he's freebasing and yeah. playing his favorite mixtape. And there's a really strange moment where, where a song ends and it's the end of the yeah. tape and everybody just goes completely silent, like, oh, shit. And then uh, the song comes on, and it finally breaks the yeah. you know, breaks the ice. The songs that that are played on that it's like uh, Jesse's Girl is one of them, yeah, 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 yeah. and Sister and Christian is one of them. Yeah, it's really funny, um, and and it just blows up because uh, the the he's got this huge black bodyguard who's over there weighing it and uh, testing it, and John C. Riley and Dirk Diggler know that this is gonna hit, come to a head here real quick, and then Todd, the idiot pulls out a gun yeah 
and um, it's another one of those scenes where there's just um, there's just everybody shooting and everybody dies, but but um, Melina and and Dirk and JC managed to get out yeah. and get in the Corvette, and Melina's in this middle of the street shooting, shooting off a shotgun <laughs> and just know. having a great time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He lives so for that. Good. You can yeah, tell. Yeah, what a performance. Yeah, and he, he just is just one of these guys that seems like he's just got like a never ending uh, amount of cash and freebase. Yeah, and he's exactly. Just, right. He's just fucking high as a kite. Oh, yeah. It's it's an unbelievably great scene. Yeah, it is. It's it it kicks the movie like up like a very higher like suspense notch right at the end. Yeah, and John C. Riley runs off in one direction, and Dirk gets in his car and runs out of gas. That's another yeah. uh, thing that happens in Paul in Thomas and Licorice Pizza. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and because of the because of the oil embargo mm-hmm. and a big yeah. gas lines and all this. Two shit. movies that are both like super seventies, like yeah, great, very. yeah, awesome. Yeah. Everybody looks so cool in both of those. So movies. Dirk, Dirk goes back to 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 Jack's house, to Bert's house, and says, "Can you help me? You know, I need yeah. help." And uh, that resolves itself. They kind of hug, both, and then Julian Moore. Sorry, yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, the family kind of reconstitutes itself, and uh, you get this. You know, God only knows montage, and it's just the best. It it's is really it's absolutely the best. Luis Guzman and his brother, and yeah, got, they've opened a new they club. They opened a club, yeah. And you got in the Don Stereo store. Yep, and now and Don back. Don Cheadle is like a rapper now. He's like dressed like a b boy or something. <laughs> He's in a different style every time. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah, yeah. somebody like, say deal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some kind of identity yeah. thing is <laughs> latching onto. Yeah, and they're shooting porn again, and you know everything's you know it's basically a happy ending. Yeah, it is. Um, and all the characters, they all get their little things that they do. Like, you know, they they all have their interests. You know, Dewey Cox, is, or Dewey, I keep calling him Dewey Cox. John C. Riley's like, whole thing with doing magic. And there's yeah. so many little fun interactions where he's like, talking to Scotty and he's like, you know, I wanted them to order this champagne specially for Scotty and want something extra light. And then he like takes his hand away. And, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and the glass is hanging in midair. Yeah, yeah. Dutch, he was like, do you ever get a. Uh, you know, nervous about messing with these powerful forces. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, he's doing his whole magic act on stage with a with a girl in the swords and the box, girl, yeah. and this topless girl pops out. <laughs> oh, damn! That's two diamonds, right? That's my card, right? That is incredible. Does it make you nervous when you're dealing with all those evil forces? Horses? What? No, the evil forces. Evil? No, man. It's not evil. It's an illusion. Yeah, it's confusing. Thank you. 
It's really funny. And Roller Girl's back. Uh, I guess she's back in school. He's it's a really there's a portrait of Waymish Macy hanging on the wall, and yeah, everybody's yeah. still. Whoever co- painted those portraits, by the way, they're just horrifyingly well, bad. It's so funny. It's the Melora Walters character, the, the the lady, the porn star who married Don Cheadle. She's the painter in in canon, but I don't know if she actually. Which she she was the daughter in Magnolia. That's right. Too, yeah, of, that's uh, right. Of, uh, Phila Baker Hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she also uh, did did all the artwork in that movie. Cool. She and cool. Fiona Apple uh, did all the drawings. Yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson was engaged to Fiona Apple for a while. So at that well, time, he I didn't been, know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Lenora Walters, I was just, uh, I was just looking at a. There's a photographer that um, Phil Hendry followed, and I started following him, and he had this great video of whales coming out of the water with music, and Lenora Walters commented on it. I just oh, really? looked at it this That's morning. So cool. Yeah. And he says. Aren't you one of our stuntmen, women in parentheses? And she goes, "Yes, cool." <laughs> so That's maybe awesome. she's like a stunt woman too. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I I've, I've like recognized her from these PTA movies. I haven't, you know, she's not in a whole know, lot though. Yeah, yeah I don't know her much alters. other than that. I know um, it's really wild. Uh, and, and the whole movie is, uh, it's 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 PTA's his his way of telling a story about. People just living their lives. And about reconciliation. Yeah. Sort of like, mm-hmm. you know, in this milieu that like a lot of people might look down upon and find sleazy or something. Burt Reynolds himself, I guess, hated this movie until the day he died. He thought it was sleazy and he, he, he and Paul Thomas Anderson didn't get along. But I don't well, know. I didn't know that. I think it's like kind of a life affirming movie to use a term that we use a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who's, a, who's the guy, the photographer who's, who's in the editing suite and, it, and, it, and, and the, younger, um, the younger guy who comes up. He's oh, gonna take over Dirk Dewey. Yeah, the, the other new kid star, on the street. Yeah. yeah, he's the new kid on the street, uh-huh. and and uh, and Bert kind of takes him under his wing. But it, it's the it, they're doing a, an exact remake of Dirk Diggler and John C. Reilly's yes. thing, spy or where they're, or whatever, they're like yeah. spy buddy pictures. Which and he, they did like seven volumes. The of The whole it. thing where they're first pitching it to Bert. Well, I don't like seeing women treated that way. This guy who plays Johnny Wad. It's always about slapping some girl around or whatever. It's not right. It's not cool. It's just not sexy. I mean, it's not sexy like it should be, Jack. This guy's more of like a James Bond type of character. You know, he's, he's classy. He's a world travel guy. I like that. Rika play my partner. I like that a lot. We can make it really good, Jack. Honestly, if you direct it, we make a whole series with a whole story. I mean, it's exactly what we've always talked about. Please. When we get back, Set up the typewriter. See what comes out. But I have to talk to the colonel when we get to Vegas. Dirk, you gotta work on the colonel too, Dirk. I mean, you gotta be committed. Right, right, Jack. I'll do whatever I have to do. Does this character have a name? His name is Brock Landers. His partner's name is Chest Rockwell. <laughs> They're great names. Right. But then you watch the like the clips of the movie, and he's it's, still like hitting women. In yeah, face. yeah, he's hitting him and shooting. Like, what the everybody. fuck? Yeah. And then you know the 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 scene where he where where the where they're editing the newer movie with the new kid on the it street. Looks like he's just pointing terrible. a gun yeah, down. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, blow uh-huh. me, blow me. It's just really. And Ricky J is editing it, and he just looks depressed. Yeah, yeah. He's all, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Bert's like, uh, okay, so what are we doing here? Well, I want to get fucked in the end. Okay, yeah. go ahead yeah, and fuck whatever. her in the ass. Yeah. He's just like so resigned to it being just awful. 
Yeah, it's yeah. really it's really great character. It's a movie studies. about making movies in a lot of ways too. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. you know, there because you go. even though it's about the porn industry, the trends in that directly parallel the trends in mainstream movies, like we were talking about. Yeah, you know, artistic vision versus like corporate nonsense. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And there was just so much, uh, so much porn going on with real directors working mm-hmm. under pseudonyms, and uh, you know, whoever could get work. Um, you know, whose first film was a porn? Not first film, second film was a porn movie. Wes Craven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did like he, an, it was like a brother sister porn thing. Yeah, from the yeah. Mid-70s. I yeah. read, I read about him working under working under another name. Well, oh well, God, it's a funny name. It's like oh, I have to look this up. What, what and a that? lot of these guys, um, like the Mitchell brothers in San Francisco, I think they even own their own theater, so they had a yeah. place where they could show their shit. And um, you know, they were they were like they were like it was like a golden age of of stars in porn, and now there's no stars in porn. I mean, there's some, but you know, it's just I, not I think the there same. there are. I don't know, but yeah. it's, it's still thought of like I almost think it's like a situation where the artistry in porn is like coming back around in the same it way seems that I like think it, that yeah. like the artistry in film is coming back. I around. just yeah, I'm just wondering if the if the you know the the theater model is you know it was amazing yeah, that's different yeah that's not yeah. gonna happen ever. there was yeah. a guy down here in miami um when i worked at the bail bond office bail bonds we uh, the secretary who'd been there for a million years she said oh we bail him out all the time uh leroy griffin i think his name was he owned three theaters two in miami and one in broward and he would go, they would confiscate all of his projection equipment and everything in the theater. And then they would turn around and sell it on the courthouse steps. And he would go back and buy it back and just hmm. start showing. So I, when I saw Dave throw it, I saw it in a theater on 79th Street yeah. that he owned. Oh, really? Um, and it was terrible because the fucking wall unit air conditioner, you couldn't barely so hear it. Wow, yeah, yeah. It was so terrible. So Wes Craven's uh, name under the porn film he directed from 1975, The Firewall. Works woman is Abe Snake. <laughs> Had to find that one. That's yeah. beautiful. Had to find that one. That's beautiful. And speaking of snakes, that yeah. same theater, I remember reading in the paper months later, they found a dead anaconda or some giant like boa constrictor in the parking lot of that movie theater. Holy shit. Yeah, it made How no sense at all. I know. Talk about like an, an Elmore Leonard story. It's <laughs> yeah. gotta be like our Carl Hyacinth. It, 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 was, yeah. it was right around the corner from, it was across the street and down this, um, down Biscayne from where the Playboy Club used to be, mm. which my dad, um, his boss got him a membership to back in 1970. And, um, Swinging. And, and a couple doors down from that theater was this motel that was called the gold Gold dust motel but at night the lights had gone out and it was just called the dust motel (laughs) that's like the that whole area was unbelievable i love signs like that like the (laughs) waffle house i once saw that had the w uh, off of it so it just said (laughs) awful house I mean, is that a production company Pretty for, for porn? Yeah, 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 awful house. Pretty unbelievable. Well, we gotta love this movie, man. It's, it's a good great. one. Yeah, um, I love, I love it a lot. You know, it's, again, one of the formative movies in my sort of uh, film fan journey. It, it, you know, not to sound any like I'm pretentious or anything, but <laughs> this the side thing where where um, where Dirk Diggler and JC are trying to 
record song demos because yeah, John C. Michael, Riley is, Michael Penn is their producer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John C. Riley is a songwriter. Uh-huh. Oh this. yeah, and he's, he's, he can sing too, obviously. And, yeah. Di- and but Dirk Diggler cannot no. sing. No, Mark it, or he's he's really hamming it up. And uh, the they had a song called "Feel the Heat," and I saw in the credits it was written by John C. Riley and Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. that's excellent. Yeah. After all is said and done, you never want, you never Feel the, the guy heat. who plays the record producer that they're in with is Michael Penn, and that's a husband of Amy Mann, a brother of Sean Penn, and he also did the music for this movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't uh, know uh, Sean Penn. He has a bunch of brothers now. Uh, um, Chris, and then, I actually am a fan of Michael Penn. I've liked his music for a while, and he did every he did the score here, and it's great. I mean, we'll see yeah. Sean Penn later, too. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, um, we will. Yeah, I like the name. Uh, in fact, I wrote Melora Walters' uh, character name, which was Macy's wife. Um, not Macy's wife. Um, Don't you, it was Jesse St. Vincent is yeah. her character's name. Yeah, yeah there's one. a Jesse St. James. Uh, I was thinking that there, there's... Um, there's a there's a nod to like Sika and Jesse St. James, who were these clearly bleach blonde, you know, yeah. like platinum blonde types. Uh, Sika was was, you know, there was a there was a whole bunch of stuff called Swedish erotica. And there was this huge German um, company that shot everything on color film. It was called Color Classics. They pumped out a whole bunch of magazines, too. And Sika, everybody thought Sika was from Sweden. Right. <laughs> and she's a chick from Chicago. Nice. When you listen That's to great. Yeah. you see a documentary, she's like, Oh, John Holmes is always real nice the, to me. The oh, Swedish God. was like a genre. Yeah, at that. yeah exactly. 100%, yeah. They created a whole empire. Of that. Good stuff. It's really good stuff. I love that. All right, cool. I mean, yeah. we've got to talk about former movies, I guess. Yeah, so, four more. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, so we'll take a break and we'll be right yep. back. 